This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. There's still room here on the phones to get your questions in for Dr. Zach. We're speaking about kidney stones today, but any medical questions are welcome. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Kidney stones are more than just a pain in your side. That is where you feel them. They could be the beginning of more serious issues, such as urinary tract infections or a complete shutdown of the kidneys. Zoomer Radio's medical expert, Dr. Zach Levine, is on the line with us now. Nice to have you along here, Dr. Zach. Well, thank you for having me. The obvious first question, what are kidney stones? Well, yeah, kidney stones are basically we all, as people may or may not know, the kidneys work to filter and clean the blood at all times. And they remove all sorts of solutes, like tiny little particles. And uh, in addition to extra water, which is peed out, and the particles are also peed out, basically uh, kidney stones are when those solutes, those little particles, become too many and they stick together. And so we all have these solutes in, uh, in the urine. The problem is some people tend to, tend to make kidney stones and some people don't. And in people who make kidney stones, uh, one, of the, one of the tricks is for urologists is to figure out what kind of stones they make because there are... Uh, strategies that can be uh, employed to uh, prevent you from getting uh, recurrence of kidney stones, hopefully. Why do they form? Is it it's, is a genetic predisposition? So, yeah, one of the things is genetic pre- predisposition, for sure. So it tends to run in families. In general, about 10% of people uh, suffer from kidney stones, and uh, a little bit more in men, about 12% of men and 7% of women. Um, and, but your risk doubles if you have a family history. Um, so definitely... It's worse with family history, and then uh, if you ha- and then there are different types. Like I mentioned before, calcium is the most common kidney stone, but there's other ones. Uh, there's one called struvite. There's one called uh, there's uric acid ones, and and again, so for example, if you have calcium stones, some people with calcium stones uh, are advised to have less calcium, but not everyone. So I, I certainly wouldn't tell people to stop having calcium, especially because a lot of people should be having calcium. One thing that is recommended, however, is um, Instead of calcium supplements, if you're able to get your calcium via milk and cheese and dairy or just food products generally, that may decrease your risk of forming calcium stones. Well, I've, I've seen the effects of kidney stones firsthand. My husband had them around six or seven years ago, and yeah. neither of us knew why he was in this excruciating pain. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't diagnosed until I took him to St. Joe's Hospital. He was literally doubled over. And we later found out that what causes the pain is the journey of the kidney stones along the tiny strands from the kidneys to the bladder. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so, and like you're saying, it, it, it's ex- extremely painful. I mean, sometimes it's compared to the pain of childbirth. Uh, when when uh, when men and women uh, go through it, of course, what you deliver at the end is a lot less satisfying yeah. than a kidney stone. And yes, it's exactly right. So you have this this little stone, which, by the way, even at 
three millimeters can be excruciatingly uh, painful. It's not really a, uh, necessarily the size that determines how painful it is. And then, yes, exactly, it's trying to make its way through a tube, the ureter, which is the tube between the kidney, the kidney and the bladder, and it's a very small tube. And the reason there are, there are times when it gets very, very, very painful is because there are kinks in the tube, and there are areas of the tube that are less wide than others. And when the stone, especially if the stone is uh, like, uh, if, if it's sort of horizontal, it's, it's uh, not parallel to the tube, then it kind of gets stuck. And when it gets stuck, the body's response is to try and push it through. The, the, the tubes actually have some muscle, and the, and the muscle will try and, uh, will try and contract and get it through, and that's, and that's extremely painful. And it's those times that the pain is at the worst. And like you said, terrible pain, and very, very commonly the pain is in the back, uh, lower back, and often it'll wrap around to the front. And very commonly also people have nausea, and vomiting associated with it. Since then, um, and he was told at the time he needs to be drinking more and more and more water, uh, mm. or at least to be hydrated so that these particles will break down and won't form into kidney stones, and that seems to have done the trick. Oh, um, he does have, from time to very seldom, if he's out working in the yard all day and forgets to drink enough water, uh, he'll start to see a little bit of pinkness in his urine, and yeah. that's an indication, right, that they could be starting to form. Yeah, absolutely. So most of the time, uh, the majority, uh, a good 85% of the time, uh, kidney stones are associated with blood in the urine, even if you can't see it. Uh, when we look at the urine under the microscope, most of the time we can see some blood, and that's because, you know, as it's going through the tubes, it's scraping along there, and so it causes a little bit of trauma. Um, so that that definitely be, can be from kidney stones. And and the uh, I'm glad that you brought up the fluids because that is that is good advice for anyone. I mean, especially people who form stones, but even those of us who don't. Uh, you know, increasing your fluid intake. Uh, you know, you don't have to be crazy, but <laughs> making sure to keep yourself hydrated, especially on hot days, is a very good idea. And it's very healthy, and especially uh, to wash out your kidneys uh, definitely helps and to decrease your risk of kidney stones. And uh, fluids aren't created equal, so this does not include alcoholic beverages or, um, you know, Coke or Pepsi or even even coffee or tea. They're not; those are fine. You're allowed to have them, but they're those aren't good hydrators. If when we're talking about hydrating, it's really primarily water that's the best for you. 416-360-0740-1-866-744-740. We have Dr. Zach Levine on the line with us. Maria in Etobicoke, go ahead. Your question for the doctor. Hi, Maria. Hi. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Go uh, ahead. I got a, a very strange question asked by a urologist who did that test, you know, where they put the water and dye into your um, uh, tubes and, and kidney to see where the kinks were and so on. Yes. He said to me, did you have your kidneys moved hmm. uh, because they're not where they're supposed to be? Or were you born that way? Well, jeepers, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. do, do the, can the kidneys sort of move around? Well, no. I mean, so it is a funny question because, I mean, obviously, if you don't know the answer, it means you were born that way. And, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, they, so they, they won't move. And, yes, in general, there are, and there's no question, some people have kidneys in different, some people actually have pelvic kidneys, which is where when people get a, a, um, a kidney transplant, that's where they put it in the pelvis. Oh, wow. Um, but some people get, some people are just born with different position kidneys. And to be honest, it makes no difference unless, 
unless there's some problem associated with them, unless they're not functioning properly because of the location, then then uh, then obviously it has to be dealt with. But yeah, but, if they're not functioning, Doctor Zach, does that mean you're not peeing? Well, that's certainly one of the symptoms of your kidneys not functioning properly is not having enough urine output. Okay. Uh, okay. So well, so I've I've had this low grade pain in the front and on the right side. So I had a CT scan and and uh, the first person to see me was the urologist to try to see if there was something there. And he said, no, but your kidneys aren't where they're supposed to be. (laughs) And yes, I did have surgery. I had part of my spine, um, you know, secured with the screws and rods and all that. Right. And so that was bothering him. And anyway, now my doctor's deciding who I should see next to try to figure out the pain. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I guess it's good in the sense that it sounds like the urologist doesn't, you know, doesn't think it's a problem. No. Okay. The location of the kidney. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Maria, for calling in. We'll take your calls till the top of the hour, 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. Dr. Zach, uh, in general, uh, once you've had kidney stones, are you predisposed to them coming back? And we talked about drinking water to help with prevention. Is there anything else you should be doing? Yeah, so generally... uh the recurrence rate is about 50%, but certainly once you've made one, you're in the category of people who are sort of stone makers. Uh, so you're de- it's, it's definitely important to uh, be aware of that and to have a follow-up, at least one follow-up with a urologist. And the reason being uh, gets to the answer to your second question, which is, you know, how do you, how do you prevent them? And so uh, one thing we talked about is fluids, 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 definitely very good. The other way to prevent them is more specific to what kind of stone. So that's why usually a urologist will collect the stone and or collect urine for 24 hours to analyze it. And that way they can figure out exactly what kind of stone you're making. And depending on what it is, like I said earlier, if it happens to be calcium, then, then they may recommend that you decrease calcium, at least calcium supplements. They may say, and if you need calcium, maybe get it more from the diet. If it happens to be from uric acid... Um, then that's associated with high, uh, high proteins, things like meat and fish, so they may recommend that you decrease that. And, uh, and, once, and, so, you, and once you've had a kidney stone, the urologist can tell you which type it was? They can as long as they will need to either get a, uh, a sample of the stone or a sample of your urine, usually a 24-hour urine collection. But yes, in that way they can. And the other thing is uh, there are certain medications as well that predispose people, so uh, the the doctor can look through those, including sulfa medications and antiretrovirals. So, so if you're on a medication like that, if it if it can be safely stopped, then obviously that will help you to uh, prevent uh, recurrence of the kidney stones. Let's talk about overall kidney health and bladder health. Uh, any tips you can pass along? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so the the urinary sim- system obviously is uh, is is a big one. And it, it ranges from, you know, the, the, the kidneys, which make the urine, to the bladder. And different, what's interesting is that, you know, the, the problems that men and women suffer from when things go wrong tend to be the opposite. So more, most commonly, and, and of course, women don't have a prostate, so they don't suffer from those problems. But most commonly, men, because of prostate enlargement, as they get older, may have difficulty urinating because uh, it, there's some blockage. If the prostate gets too large, it can block the outflow of urine whereas women more commonly have issues with incontinence, so the, the urine coming out when they don't want it to come out. 
and there's each of these things is you know an issue unto itself which uh it, which by the way if you're suffering from you can certainly ask me a question but also talk to your doctor because mm-hmm. you're certainly not alone they're very very common another very very common thing is uh, infections urinary tract infections either of the bladder or up in the kidneys and then of course you know uh, for men there's the whole uh health uh, erectile dysfunction health and uh, so it's it's a big big area and generally, I think, you know, in terms of keeping them healthy, the number one thing is probably uh, hydration, I would say, you know. Okay. And then I guess the number two that, that comes to mind is, is smoking, not smoking. We know that, um, that smoking is associated with a number of cancers, and, and bladder cancer is mm-hmm. definitely one of them. So, uh, in, you know, get a lot of fluids and, and don't smoke are definitely two good pieces of advice. Yes, for great advice. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Shirley in Collingwood. you have a question for Dr. Zach? Uh, no, it's not a question. It's, I was just going to say that my son has kidney stones, and they're not smooth like a stone. His are quite prickly. Right. Uh, yeah. Which would really make them extra painful. Yeah, exactly. So they come in all shapes and sizes, uh, and the shapes, exactly, they, that can be a big deal. So even if it's uh, if it's a, it's a relatively large stone, but the or- it's smooth and the orientation is helpful to pass, then, then it's not necessarily as difficult as a stone that's smaller but is prickly and that kind of juts into the wall. And so, yeah, and that can be extremely, extremely painful. And yeah. sometimes I did say, or maybe I said, that a, a good 85% of them will pass on their own, not necessarily without pain medication, but they will pass. Uh, but sometimes we do have to, uh, the urologist will do a procedure because the stone just isn't passing. And that's one of the indications why people actually have to come to the hospital is, is to get the stone broken up. Mm-hmm. Or if there, if the pain, you know, is not controllable, they should come to the hospital. And also, if there's an infection associated with it, those are all reasons why kidney stones need to be addressed in a hospital setting. Yes. Shirley, does your son continue to have the problem, or is it well, off and on? He, yeah. but he he uh, does go to the hospital uh, quite often, and they give him the morphine and right. Uh, and then he has had them blasted. Oh yeah. And it's, you know, it's unfortunately, I was surprised actually when I read that the prevalence is about 10% because working in the ER, we see it every day for sure. So it's very, very common. And unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, they're so painful that usually uh, or frequently people uh, do have to come to the emergency department because the whatever they take by the mouth is not strong enough. Right. And that's where you get the morphine because I remember that was the only thing that worked with my husband uh, and he felt like himself once he w- was taking the morphine. Yeah, absolutely. So... There's a few medications, including uh, anti-inflammatories, and there's a medication called tamsulosin, which is often used to try and help things pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, you know, if the pain is too much, you, you just have to come in. And also, of course, if you have this pain, you know, unless you know 100% this is a kidney stone, if you have a new pain that's terrible, you know, you should get it, you should get it checked out for sure. Always good advice. Dr. Zach, thanks. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.